Hey guys, Christian here, and I'm about to hit you with a threefer for this one. Alright, I'm going to ask you three questions. One, do you love craft beer? Two, do you love great barbecue? And three, do you love live music? Then man, do I have the spot for you. Crooked Eye Brewery, right in the heart of Hatboro, run by my friend Matt's family, the Mulherons. They're a great family. Okay, and you guys know, I'm an IPA guy. I love craft beer. And when I tell you their flagship IPA, the Crooked Eye IPA, is delicious, I mean it. And they have all kinds of other beers too. Blonde Ales, Hazy Ales, Session IPAs, Stouts, Porters, all that stuff. They got it and they brew it right in-house. And it is delicious. They have live music almost every single night of the week. They have a house band, the Crooked Eye House Band. And then the main event. On Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, my buddy Matt, Salty Vets Barbecue, serves their food right out of the brewery. And I've had him on this show before, as you guys know. We went a little behind the scenes. It's all how he did things. And I'm telling you right now, people always say, oh, there's no good barbecue around here. There's no good barbecue around here. Yeah, well, now there is. Right in the heart of Montgomery County. Right off of York Road in Hatboro. Right next to Silvio's Deli. Crooked Eye Brewery. Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can get their delicious barbecue. Unbelievable ribs. Unbelievable pulled chicken. Great sides. Pulled pork. The whole nine. And he's always adding menu items to his menu. This is a great family. This is a great brewery with great beer, great live music, and great food. Check out Crooked Eye Brewery in Hatboro. Tell my center. What's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it is time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, January 22nd, 2023 Power Station. Bringing us in today, and, and I, you know, I, I didn't realize this until now. This song probably came out in, like, 1988, and I never realized it, because I didn't, I didn't think, I'm not sure if they even played this on the on the radio, like the intro, but I gotta tell you, that was, that was one of the worst intros I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I know they do like you know I've said this before but they do their drums with like synthesizers and keyboards and shit like that but that that just sounded like a fucking child that like just did that like it was <laughs> oh man it was crazy but it's good to be back with you guys as always it's probably gonna rain a little bit later which kind of blows no balcony for me tonight but I, I I'm coming to you guys this week very kind of surprised really because I told you guys before that, like, you know, there was one year, there was one year in my, at my job, I think it was 2018, maybe it was 2019, I'm not sure, but it was like, I was like, you know, Titanic, meaning like, you know, like Titanic came out and it, and it, it swept the Oscars, like it took all the Oscars, like that, like that year, I, I won every award that, like I swept them, I, I won every single award we had including like the biggest one I've told you about before has my company name name in it so I'm not gonna say what it's called right but I, I was so surprised and I wasn't even there this is the funny part I called out on Wednesday for no particular reason I just didn't feel like working <laughs> if it was an office day you got to pack up pack out pack in pack left I was like fuck it I'm just I'm not today today so I just I called out and I get a text from my manager at like I don't know, twelve thirty, and and all of a sudden, an influx of texts come in, and I didn't even know this was happening this day. But like they, it, it was the the meeting. We have like a you know a yearly meeting with the you know with the CEO, so he can tell. I told I told you guys this before. He tells us all of our profit margins and shit. Like I give a shit. All I care about is I got a job. And it turned out I won the major award again. I'm the only only two time winner of that award in my company. And, and and like they, te- they like I got text messages like holy shit dude two times blah 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 I'm like what like I, they really like shocked me because I had no idea like I'm, I thought like I won it once they ain't gonna give it to me again you know but they did right so 
that was pretty cool. And, and the funny thing is, too, <laughs> this is what I thought about. I remember when I told you guys that I won that award one time and like I went up and, and the CEO like pr- presented me the award and you know, we shook hands and got pictures together and shit like that. And then the next year he comes up and he's like, oh, yeah, I want to get everybody, everybody who won this award, I want to get everybody together and we'll, you know, we'll all get a picture for the website and all this other shit. Right. And the guy, and the guy didn't remember me. He didn't know me from a can of paint. So what happens now? I, I'm the only two time winner. Like what about now? We've met before, but something tells me you're going to remember me this time. Not that I want to be known by that guy, but what I'm trying to say is like it, it, it tells you I've, I've talked I've talked about corporate shit before. That's basically what corporations do. Like you you can break your back for, for a corporation, and they they are not going to remember you five minutes later. You know, it's just the way it is. Some things will never change, but that's the that's 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 the the crux of that matter. But okay, what am I going to get started with? with you guys today let me see where i'm at for time too okay oh <laughs> did i ever tell you about my senior prom <laughs> you know I, i've said this before i said it a million times you know like i i don't sit here and and try to like dredge up memories that i could talk about on this show but if it pops into my head then then i will you know i'll see if it's something worth telling you know now, in, in typical C-Rod podcast fashion, this is going to give you an entire prequel, you know, leading up to that. But it, it, it's it, there's a method behind my madness. Everything that I bring up, all right, is, is going to be for a certain cog in the story, okay? And it, 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 it might, I may bring it up before it actually is the aha moment, but either way. Now, from first to fifth grade, let me just get, get you from first to fifth grade. From first to fifth grade, in first grade, I went, I went to a school... And then we moved, and then second grade, I, I was I was went to a new school, and then we moved, and then third grade, you know, we moved again. I went I went to another school. Midway through third grade, we moved again. I went to another school. Fourth grade, we moved again. I went to another school. Fifth grade, we moved again. I went to another school, and then midway through fifth grade, we moved again, and I went to another school. Right, but for through all that, you know. <clears throat> I, I tell you guys little tidbits of certain things. But, you know, I, I probably would never tell you anything, but let's just put it this way. You know, I didn't have a, a cookie-cutter childhood. Let's just put it that way. It was fucked up, okay? But for some reason, through all that, I, I still was, like, a, a good student in school. Like, I didn't even have to study. My brother and sister got so mad at me. They're like, what the fuck? Like, you don't fucking study and you get 98s? What, like, what are you doing? And I'm you know, that's I just listen, I guess. Or I don't even know why I did so well, but... But it got to a point where, like, in eighth grade, I think I had, like, my best, like, you know, scholastic year, and I was going to Catholic school, and in Catholic school, based on how you do in eighth grade is where you're going to be placed in high school. And they had a track system where it was like, you know, the, the best students were in track one, and, you know, the short bussers were in track four. That was just the way that it worked. And when you're in track one, it's like they, the work, you know, you, six hours of homework and all the bullshit. I'm like, I, I, I won't do this. Because here's the thing, I, I was one of those guys that like once I got in high school and I found out like what the syllabus was, I, I became disinterested very quickly. You know, I was one of those guys like I don't need to learn algebra two. I, I would rather learn how to change a tire. You know, I'd rather learn how to you know balance a checkbook. I, I, I'd rather learn that than than you know. Because let me just tell you something, okay? Outside of like reading, spelling doing basic math maybe some world history you know a little bit of that. what do you really need what what do you need from from high school that you're actually using today you know you got algebra one algebra two right then you got trigonometry pre-calculus calculus like unless you're aspiring to be goodwill hunting why do you need to take any of that shit anybody ever used algebra in real life i haven't you know, so I became very disinterested in the whole process very, very quickly, especially with the workload that they were giving me. I'm like, fuck this shit, you know. So I, 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 I was not a good student in high school. Let's put it that way, <laughs> okay. But then, and I told you this before, I had season tickets to fucking summer school. Like it was every year. It was like I, they, they I had a seat saved for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now, fast forward to tenth grade. I get, I get out of tenth grade. 
right? And all of a sudden, I don't go to Catholic school no more. I go to I go to public school for the first time in ten years. And when when I tell you it's a culture shock, you know, you got a bunch of people walking around in uniforms and shit to 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 fucking people setting shit on fire, <laughs> you know, like crazy nonsense. You, you know, and, and and like I did in every other school that I went to, I adapted in a hurry. That that's one thing I can do. I I can become a chameleon you know to the point where i can just blend right in and blend in quick you know and that's that's when i became slater from days of confused i grew my hair down to my fucking hips you know i was smoking weed all the time tripping acid like i was that guy i was the burnout you know and it got it, so very quickly i went downhill you know i was never a good student to begin with but you know it's it, and it's not for intelligence or anything like that it's just like I, just, I didn't apply myself if i would have applied myself then fucking forget about it you know but I, I chose not to. And I think a big reason for that was because, like, I was living with my mom and her husband at the time, and they did not give a flying fuck. There was no th- like, there was no such thing as, like, you better do your homework. You better go to school, you know. And if, if you're a 15-year-old kid and, you're, and your parents are basically saying, like, I don't give a fuck what do you do, what, you do, what do you think the kid's going to do? You know, you're going to do the same fucking thing that I did. And, and that was basically, like, I routed the, like the school calls to my my personal lines i had my own line when i was living with them so every time i missed a day of school you know that they, they would have like a recorded phone call like oh your son or daughter missed school today and blah 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 i had that routed to my phone so i was like i could skip school any any anytime i want which is i never understood people that with with that like i never did this why do people go to school and then skip a class and then come back like you're only going to get questioned you know, you know what i'm saying because like say you skip you know world history and then like three periods later you're walking in the hallway and you see your world history teacher and they're like what why weren't you in my class and they can always check like if somebody's not in class like were they absent that day or are they were they in homeroom they can find that out so you're only going to rat yourself out i'm like you know like me like i said last week or maybe two weeks ago you know with me and my dad it was like you know we, we were go big or go home I would just skip the entire fucking day. Nobody questioned me. <laughs> None of that shit, you know. So, so so anyway, I had to go to summer school in eleventh grade, and then twelfth grade came, and it, it, I I got really bad. Like I, and in fact, there was no way that I was going to pass twelfth grade because in April I dropped out. All right, dropped out of high school. Okay, and. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was in april when i dropped out and and a lot of people were like what are you nuts you've two more months you're gonna graduate why would you drop out now and i'm like yeah because you don't understand the backstory okay i skipped 82 days of school <laughs> i skipped 82 fucking days of school in my senior year which means that you're pretty much failing everything which means there's not enough allotted space in summer school for you to actually make it which means I would have had to repeat 12th grade. If so, facto, I fucking dropped out. Fuck that. You know, and I, I remember how big of a deal people made it to be at that time. It was like, well, dude, you know, if you don't graduate high school, you better get your fucking GED, dude. You'll, you'll never get a job. I'm like, and even back then, I'm like, do you realize, do, let, let me just explain something to you r- real quick. Okay. Do you realize that nobody gives a flying fuck? about a high school diploma and or what chris rock refers to as the ged the good enough diploma nobody cares and i ain't getting the fucking ged either and i'll i'll do just fine okay just don't worry about me <laughs> right because <laughs> i thought about it then and I, and I actually like proved it to myself you know throughout my 20s name me a job interview that you've ever been on in your life where a they asked you if you graduated high school and b uh, you know, wanted you to render proof like, do you think that they call your high school and be like, hey, did Christian Rodriguez graduate from there in 1996? No. <laughs> they're never going to do that. And they're never going to check any of that shit. In fact, I haven't tested this one out yet. But, like, if you have a college diploma, like, do they ask you to bring it to a job interview? Or do they call the university? Or do they just take your word for it? I, I don't know. What I do know is they've, they've never asked. And, and the thing is, it's funny, because the job that I have, not necessarily my company requires one, but if I went to go apply for my position somewhere else, a bachelor's degree is required, and I don't even have a fucking high school diploma. <laughs> it just it just tells you how how, how shape shifted this world really is, because nobody asks you shit about or, or any kind of proof. You can you can say that you were yeah I was I was number one in my class in high school. I was I was the best student that we ever fucking had. They're not going to check. 
you know, now you might get yourself in some hot water regarding qualifications for said job, but, you know, you cross that bridge when you get to it. Now, so where am I at in this story here? Oh, okay. So now it's it's 12, you know, I drop out, right? And it, it got to the point where it was like the week, it was, it was May. It was like the week before prom. And I had no fucking desire to go to my prom even when I was still in the school. I wasn't. I didn't participate in school activities whatsoever. I I, did, I never did that shit. I was wasn't there half the time, quite frankly. Right. So it gets to the point now where it's like we're we're about two weeks two weeks from the prom, and I was over at my buddy's house, and we're sitting there smoking weed as we always did. And out of nowhere, this was such an impulse decision. But I was like, I looked into the mirror. <clears throat> And I just turned to my friend right away, and I'm like, "Dude, go get your clippers. Let's cut this fucking hair." And and everybody in the room, like their like their jaws dropped. They're like, "Get the fuck out of here! No way! That's your fucking trademark!" You know, but I'm like, "I don't care. I'm like, get rid of it. I, you know, I'm done." And I, I I didn't think about it at all before. I just it was I don't know, man. I just looked in the mirror and said, "I'm done with this." Right. So he. <laughs> He cuts my fucking hair, right? And then, and I remember I went home. There was a bunch of people at my house. Like, it was it was an event. Like, when I, like, they're like, oh, my fucking God, holy shit. Right? Now, there was this fucking girl, right, that that before I dropped out, she, she had a crush on me, but in such a cringy way. In fact, I had that one friend, uh, Lou, that I told you guys about that he just upped and became a white supremacist one day, and I decided, like, I'm, I don't want you in my life anymore. But he ended up marrying this bitch for like 20 years and they're divorced now but like he had but before that she was one of those weird you ever see these people who have a crush on somebody like they they, they don't, they're not even acquainted with them they just like admire you from afar it was one of those deals and i'll never forget this man i'll never forget it i it was it was valentine's day right and like i'm i'm in gym class like playing basketball with the guys right and here here comes this fucking girl and she she wasn't even like in the gym class she was like i guess skipping another class and she comes walking and she goes over to the teacher right and then the teacher calls me over and i go over to her, i'm like oh god like what, what's this gonna fucking be you know and she gave me flowers flowers like what don't when does the girl give the guy flowers that 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 was it was so weird and just kind of, you know, validated my point that this fucking girl was a wacko. You know, so, you know, I went went on living my life after that. You know, I was like, th- th- thanks, I guess, you know, whatever, right? So, you know, like I said, I, g- I get my hair cut and I, I go in. It's like two weeks to prom, right? And they're like, dude, you got to go. You got to go. I'm like, dude, I have no interest in going to this goddamn thing, even when I was a student, because... You know, it wasn't that I was ashamed that I dropped out. It's like, I just didn't want to go back there. And then, like, do you see the teachers and the students and shit like that? Like, I don't want to know this. And, you know, and and I was like, and the other part about it was, I'm like, I don't even have a date. Like, it's two weeks from fucking prom. Like, what am I going to do? You know, like, everybody's already, like, you know, spoken for at that point. And they're like, well, there's one girl that's not. I went no 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 fucking way. I'm flower girl. No, that's not fucking happening. You can you can fucking forget it. It's not happening. Right, right. Come on, come on, come on, come on! It'll be so much fucking fun. Blah blah blah. blah. They wouldn't leave me alone, so I'm like, all right, yeah, you know, go out and rent a, rent a tux and you know all this other bullshit. You know, now if you guys know me over shit eighty episodes now, do you think I went to that fucking prom like sober? <laughs> no, I took acid. God, we all did, and you know the and and it turned out to be a mistake. <laughs> I didn't think this one through. It was one of those ones where, like, see, now, anybody who knows, if you know, you know, with acid, it's one of those things where once it kicks in, when it first starts to kick in, you can already automatically tell what the level of intensity is going to be. It's, you know, some some acid is weaker and some acid is stronger. And as soon as this kicked in, I knew we were in for a fucking night. I, I knew it. I just knew it. So we smoke a blunt in my living room. The limo comes. We drop our hit. We get in, right? And then... Man, we pulled into the parking lot like we didn't even get out of the limo yet, and my shit starts kicking in, and it was it was intense. And I'm saying to myself, I'm like, this is a bad fucking idea, man. Like I, I, I'm saying to myself, I'm like, just get out of this limo and run. <laughs> you know, this ain't gonna be good. And there's a couple reasons why I didn't think it through. 
But then we got out. We got out of the limo, and like the, the fresh air hit me, and it kind of gave me like a reset. Now and I was just regular tripping. Now it was it was it was still intense, but I, I I got a hold of it, you know, mentally, right? So I'm walking up to the door. Okay, now there was a security guard that worked at that school, and for some reason I don't know what it was. I don't know if he was gay. I don't know if he liked the way that I looked. He thought I was cool or what. But this guy took a liking to me right away, and I, I got into some into some you know jams, and he always fucking let me walk every single time. Hey, get the fuck out of here, you know? I, okay, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna argue with you, you know. But I see him right now. Now again, you got to keep in mind these people that are at this prom. Anybody who's outside of my real circle of friends, like just acquaintances and people I see every day in school, they had no idea that I cut my hair. That that became the subject. Oh God. So I go to this, so the security guard is the first guy that I see. And he sees me. He's like, holy fucking shit, dude. Oh, my God. How you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Right? I went to go shake the guy's hand, and I missed. <laughs> that's how bad. I, that's how fucked up I was. Right? And then we walk in, and, you know, lights and the fucking chandelier and, like, all these fucking people coming. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Fucking. I'm like, dude, this is, this is not good. I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. You know, like. <laughs> So, but the thing was, everybody at my table, they took the same acid. It was the same intensity for everybody. So we were like paranoid the whole fucking night. We didn't move. We were, we sat at our table. We didn't eat. We didn't do nothing. We, (laughs) we just sat there and tried to like navigate through this trip. Right now. Meanwhile, on top of that, okay, right next to us, the table right next to us. All right. There was this one kid. I don't know if he was like Mexican or Dominican or, you know, he was, he was some type of Latino, right? And this was the guy that was like Scarface in the school, meaning like people who sold weed bought their weed from that guy. Like that guy was moving weight. He was moving like pounds at a time. And he had like his, his whole table with him. So we're sitting here like sitting next to a, a, a whole cartel. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're trying to like, you know, like not to let the cat out of the bag that we're tripping our fucking faces off. You know what I'm saying? So it gets to a point. It's a little bit later on in the night, you know, and and just when we thought we had, you know, the night kind of under control and we had the acid under control, nobody really lost their shit. But out of nowhere, okay, all uh, there must have been 10 fucking DEA agents that come running the fuck in the building out of nowhere. And they, and they come storm into our table. And I'm like, what the? I'm like, I ate the acid already. I don't even have it. <laughs> I'm like, what are you coming to me for? And it turned out they were there for the fucking cartel. And right in the middle of the fucking senior prom, he locked up like four of them. I was like, holy fucking shit, dude. <laughs> hey, that was fucking funny. But, you know, like I said, the, the, these, little, these little things pop up every now and again. These crazy things that happen. And crazy events that happen that just pop into my head. I'm like, yeah, let me let me let me tell that one because here, here's the thing, okay? Like I, I <laughs> typical C Rod podcast fashion. I wanted to tell you about my senior prom and took you through my entire scholastic career. <laughs> you know, talking about cut my hair, you might have been thinking, well, why why is he even talking about that? Well, because it was th- that was a part of you know the trip that didn't go well. I I, I didn't think people were going to be all up in my face. You know, and then telling you about the girl like fucking bringing me to flowers because that's who I ended up taking to that prom. It was just you know, you know how I tie things together here. It doesn't even make sense, but it does. <laughs> and I know these stories are just going to keep popping into my head randomly as as they do. And the way that I tell them has me pass time up against a break as I do. So. I will talk to you guys on the other side. We have our regular segments and all the other material that I have that I think I'm just going to keep carrying over here for the next 10 years because I'm, I'm never going to be able to get to all of it. So I'll see which ones I select. And you will too. So make sure you keep it locked right here on the C-Rod Podcast. Don't go away. Hey guys, Christian here. And you still haven't gotten that home improvement job done yet? For that, I got two questions for you. One, what are you waiting for? And two, what's the biggest investment that regular people like you and me are going to make in their lifetime? Of course, it's going to be their home, right? It's a 30-year commitment. 
you're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and you always want to protect that investment but you also want to enhance that investment and make it look as good as you possibly can in and out and that is where my friend chris jackson comes in i've been telling you about this guy for two years he's the leader of his industry nobody is better in the philadelphia area you can trust me when i tell you that and essentially he's a one-stop shop because there's nothing chris can't do He'll do general and custom carpentry, custom design, custom built-in cabinetry, high-end custom-built tables and chairs, elegant staircases, high-end home bars, refinishing basements. There's nothing this guy can't do, and he does it better than everybody else. And he said something to me one time that made so much sense when you speak to quality. He said, if you want to get your kitchen redone for $7,000, I'm not the guy you want to call. And that really stood out to me when it comes to quality in his field, because he knows the game. He knows if somebody's going out there looking for the cheapest price possible, you're going to get some shady contractor who's going to use poor materials, he's going to have shoddy labor, and then you're going to call him back in two years when everything falls apart and get the same thing done again. Then two years later, get the same thing done again. Two years later, get the same thing done again. When you could have just called Chris the first time and got it done right the first time. When you call Chris Jackson, he is going to use the top quality materials with precision labor, and he's going to get it done right the first time. It's going to be built to last. It's going to be built with class. I told you before, this guy was never around in the summertime on the weekends because he was outside hustling, perfecting his craft. And now 20 years later, he's at the top of his industry and he's at the top of his industry for a reason. Like I told you before, go to his website, cjacksoncontractors.com. His Facebook and Instagram page are linked to that website and you can see all the work that he posts every day. And every single day, this kid blows my mind. So what are you going to do when you need your next project done? You're going to call my buddy, Chris. Action Jackson, C. Jackson Contractors, the Cadillac of Contractors, cjacksoncontractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you. back with more of the C-Rod podcast and the police bringing us in and this is so weird because I think it's the first time I've used the police on this show we're at episode 80 and I am a huge police fan the only problem is with police and Sting because I'm, I'm, I'm a really a Sting fan but I love the police too but the problem is is that like Sting always comes in way too early with the, <laughs> with the vocal I really haven't had any songs I could I can really use I like the ones that breathe but I I did cheat again. All right. I impromptu decided to go to my buddy Jay's house to watch the Eagles last night. I had no intention of doing that when I woke up, which is very strange. I, usually when I go to his house, it's planned. I'll be like Wednesday. I'm like, dude, I'm coming over on Saturday. You know, as you can tell, <laughs> my voice is a little bit scratchy. But I'm sitting there and I'm watching like I, I got the, you know, I got the first segment done yesterday. Okay. That's my confession. But like I said, I cheat. So I'm sitting there, I'm watching the Jaguars-Chiefs game, right? And I don't know, it was like 5.30, and it just popped in my head. I'm like, you know what, let me just go down there and watch the game with him. You know, like, well, it'll, it'll be just better than sitting here. You know, so I went I went over there and watched the Eagles beat the fucking shit out of the Giants, which was great. But I, the one thing I do fear is what I'm going to say about this. The Eagles really haven't gone against, like, a, like a punch-you-in-the-mouth team yet this year. They, they really haven't. You know, and I fear that if the 49ers win today or tonight, I should say, they got to play the 49ers, and that team's no joke. But I will say, I'm, I, I was I was always on the fence about Jalen Hurts, but I am now sold. He's the guy. Like like pay him, you know, because he's he's fucking good, you know. But I, I just wasn't sold on him last year. But he's leaps and bounds gotten better this year. Either either way. I just wanted to tell you something real quick about going over there because I think I told you guys before about how, for some reason, there's always something that keeps me awake when I when I you know go over there because like I said I drink I'm not going to drive home, you know I just stay there and it's always something it doesn't matter what it is okay, <laughs> so it was really cool though this time because like it was like usually it's like his brothers there and like you know there's a whole bunch of people coming over and all that kind of stuff it was really cool because it was just me and him you know then we we had a great time as we always do we always have a good time when it's just me and him, you know so. 
sitting there watching the game, you know, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to sleep in the basement, you know, because usually, like, I'll sleep in the living room or, like, there's a bedroom upstairs. But I'm like, I'm going to sleep in the basement because it's nice and cold down here. And that's the way that I like it. Like, I like, to, I like, like, right now, my, my bedroom window is wide open and my fan is on high. And it's January, what, 22nd? I just like it that way, right? So, <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and I'm like watching the movie Sleepers. It was it was on, I think, like HBO or something like that. And 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 if you haven't seen that, it's such an underrated, fucking great movie. That's neither here nor there. So I I fall asleep right now. They got next door, and and I don't get to see him much because he's not really out back all that much. But his neighbors, they got this German Shepherd, and his name's Argy. And he's such a great dog, man. He's a German Shepherd. I love German Shepherds. Like I'm, I'm a huge. I would never own one because, quite frankly, they're 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 crazy people. <laughs> Meaning, like they're crazy fucking dogs. Like, if you go get a, a German Shepherd, that shit is a full time fucking job because they it's it's they're they're a lot, you know. But I love them. They're just such, they're such great like loving dogs, you know. And it's like every time, hey Archie, what's up? And he'll come up like and jump up on the fence, and you can pet him and shit like that. And he's really cool, you know. So I don't even know what time it was. It must have been about, I don't know, maybe 2.30, 3 o'clock. And I, I, you know, I turn the TV off. The movie was over. I fall asleep, right? <sighs> about two hours later, it was about 4.30 in the morning, okay? I hear, I, 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 so picture this. I'm laying on the couch, right? And at the end of the couch are my feet. And then after my feet are like an end table. And then after the end table to the left is like the, the door to get out back, right? So I wake up at 4.30, and it sounded like somebody was trying to break in, like they were pushing up on a door, you know, whatever the case may be. And I'm like, and I'm still, I'm, I'm in a fog going like, all right, do I got to go up there and get like a fucking baseball bat? You know, like, w- w- what's the move here? You know, what's going to happen? And then I realized, I'm like, it's not this door, it's the door next door. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, is that Archie? Like, is Archie trying to like, like get in the house? Like, did he get kicked out like by his owners or whatever, or whatever happened? You know, that was the only thing I could equate it to, but I wasn't going to get up and like, you know, look because I just felt like going back to sleep. <laughs> so then from 4.30 in the morning until about 8.30, he was barking. He wouldn't stop. And, and the way that he did it, it wasn't like in succession. He would he would bark like, woo, 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 woo. and then he would stop for like six minutes. And like minute four, I would fall asleep. As soon as I fall asleep, the whole fucking night. And I, knowing that there's some sort of curse on me when I sleep there, I, I bring earplugs with me. I had earplugs with me, and he barked right through the fuck them, right? So like Jay actually went upstairs at night. He's like, finally, finally, like here, it's like it's just us in here. He's going to get a peaceful night's sleep. But yeah, no, 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 that's, that's not going to happen. Rodriguez Law follows me to Jay's house too. And I am woken up by Archie, the German Shepherd. And you know what, though? I wasn't even mad because I love that fucking dog. So it's, it's all good. You know, <laughs> it's all good. But, like, Jay walked in at, like, 1030. He's like, oh, he's like, you see, you're still sleeping. I mean, you had a great night's sleep. I'm like, oh, no, and the fuck I didn't. All right? <laughs> I'm like, Archie kept me up all fucking night long. <sighs> Man. Now, before I get into this next thing, okay, it's going to involve me picking up a pizza. But. From here on out, you know, because every single time I say, you know, just another culture, if I say Asian or if I say Middle Eastern or if I say anything, I feel the need that I have to be like, oh, ain't I racist because I said the word Asian, God forbid. But before I get into this thing, I am going to play you a bit by none other. Who's going to who's going to bail me out? But my buddy, Bill Burr. All right. Again, that guy that me and him just think on the same wavelength but he's just got this way of explaining things because like he gets himself in a lot of hot water and the one thing that he does that's so fucking genius is the way that he talks himself out of it you know because he's 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 telling you facts you know but it's like you really can't refute what the fuck he says now this is actually a comedy bit this isn't like an interview thing that he did where he you know he would basically debunk debunk people to call him this and call him that this was actually a bit so from from now on, okay, I want you guys to reference this Bill Burr bit every time I say the word Asian or Mexican or fucking, you know, Middle Eastern person because I still believe I I still believe strongly that every single culture including ours has something that we can poke fun at and we really need to stop fucking just being afraid to say the goddamn word let alone a, a joke. All right, so take it away Bill Burr. I've noticed black people have the genius to put the curse word after they say the race of the person. Where white dudes, we always put it in front 
And if we would just make that little adjustment, we could save so many careers, so many jobs could be saved in the white community if we would just put it after. You never notice that in conversation? You hear a black guy being like, man, I was standing there, this Asian motherfucker came in, he starts talking about, my... you don't even hear it. You just sit there, oh, what did this Asian motherfucker do? I would love to hear the rest of this story, right? Dude, I would tell the exact same story, right? I'm standing there, right? This fucking Asian comes in, right? Everybody's all like, whoa, whoa, hey, easy, easy, Jesus, dude. What year is it, you know? It's like, dude, I just said what he said. I just preempted the fuck. That's all I did. He suggested he's hooking up with people's mothers. I'm not even doing that. Now, how, how eloquently put together was that? <laughs> so with that being said, this Middle Eastern motherfucker, man. <laughs> all right, what the Middle Eastern motherfucker do? <laughs> no, but so, all right, I, I'm going to this place. I'd never been there before. You know, I was going to get pizza on a Friday night. And, you know, of course, I'm always looking for something different, you know. So, I, and again, I've learned in Norristown, don't even fucking pay attention to the reviews, but they did have high reviews. But I'm like taking a look at pictures and shit like that. I'm like, oh, I'll give this place a shot, right? So I placed the order. It's like 525, and it says like pickup at 605. I'm like, six? I'm like, 40 minutes for a pickup? I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, they must be. But, but it was Friday night at six o'clock, and it's like, if you do go in there at that time, then you, you should be ready to wait. That's just, that, that's what happens. So I think I left at around 550, and it took about, you know, seven minutes to get there. So I was a little bit early. But when I walk in there, right, I see like it's a, it's a moderately sized like waiting area. But the one thing that told me the place was legit was that. There was, you look behind the counter, there was like 18 people working. Now, again, you know, it's a Friday night, but that means you're fucking busy if you need 18 people. Plus, they have like an eat-in joint, and then right behind the waiting area, they had like this, you know, a little charming little little eat-in area. It was like dimly lit, you know, there was like their fireplace and shit like that. You know, it was, it was, it was a cool little place. So I go in there. Now, I would say the waiting area wasn't a capacity per se, but it was like maybe, I don't know, let's, there was probably about eight people in there. And you could probably fit 12 in there comfortably, and then you start getting into, you know, sardine arena, right? Just a little Middle Eastern motherfucker. <laughs> now, apparently, he ordered, like, like three pizzas and, like, two other things, right? And, and the pizzas were ready, and, and they kept them on top of the oven for the guy while he's waiting for the other shit, so he can keep the pizzas warm and whatever the case may be, right? Now, the first thing I'm going to say about this guy, which I don't think I've ever seen in my 44 years, he was he was a younger fella. You know, and never have I seen darker, thicker, or more volume of ear hair. This dude had so much fucking ear hair growing out of his ears, I almost just lost my appetite and canceled my order. My ears. Are you looking at my ears? Your ears? No. I had an operation, so there's no need for anyone looking at my ears anymore. Yeah, well, I ain't looking at your ears. It was it was gross. It was fucking gross. Okay, then then he was wearing flip flops with the feet. He had the feet. I'm like the fuck, right? But he was doing the thing. Like you know, like once you once you announce that you're there, okay, and your shit's not ready yet, get the fuck out of the way so other people can like you know actually have transactions and talk to the other fucking people like you're the most important per- person in the room. So like while he was waiting for like his other items that weren't done he was standing like right up in, like first in line like he wouldn't move i'm like this motherfucker it, that's the equivalent even though i don't go to wawa's anymore that's like the equivalent of you know when you go order food at wawa and they only have one little slot that they that they put the food where you can go pick it up because the rest of it is all like you know touch screens and sneeze glasses and shit like that like there's only one area where you can pick up food at wawa and i the guy that places his order on the touch screen and when he's done on the touch screen there's 17 people waiting for food and he goes and walks right up to where everybody picks the shit up like hey, i'm here like uh, like there's nobody else here chief that's that's what that guy was but anyway so what did he do he did the ultimate he did the ultimate pet peeve of mine anyway and he did it in like this was like a pet peeve to like the fifth power because he had accessories with it. i'll explain he whips out his phone 
I'm like, oh, okay, now we're going to be the guy in the crowded room. We're going to be the guy having a fucking full-blown conversation when you're right in the girl's face waiting for your other items. But once you get on that phone, you're not even going to know. If she, if, she, if she threw a pizza in your fucking face, you wouldn't even know because you're so, you know, hopped up in your conversation, right? So that, that was the first violation. He pulls out the phone. Second violation, he actually put the phone on fucking speaker. So we get to hear both sides of his bullshit conversation that we had no interest in hearing. In fact, you were annoying more people than you weren't because I was looking around as I do. I'm looking around like nobody's happy about this. Three, he was speaking in fucking Arab. Maybe you shouldn't put it on speakerphone if that's if that's a fucking case of what you goddamn don't. Yes, considering we're in America. And then... He was a pacer. I've, I've, I've gone after these types of people on this show before. The ones that uh, they go into a store, they go into a public place, and they get on the fucking phone, and next thing you know, everything, they become blind. They just walk around aimlessly. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're not, you know, being effective and getting anything done. It's like once they get off that conversation 20 minutes later, then they got to restart shopping again because they've completely forgot what building that they were in. So now this guy's pacing around, speaking Arab on a speakerphone, you know, not paying attention to anything. And now the thing was, is we were all scattered. Like there was no lying or there was no rhyme or reason to what was going on and how we were standing there. He was just like weaving in and out of, of, of people, you know, so he's basically taking like the same lap in between people. And I'm going to myself, I'm like, wait, I'm like, cause he came close to me twice. I'm like, next time he gets in my vicinity, I'm going to fucking headbutt this dude right, right in the ear hair. You know, and then he keeps on wandering around. And here's here. This was the kicker. This is like violation number five. He wandered into the fucking dining room. Yeah, like these people. Like it was an intimate little dim lit. Like I said, fireplace. Eat, you know, eating area. Now you can have a date there. You can have the family there. Knock yourself out. Whatever you want to do. You know, if you want some Middle Eastern motherfucker. <laughs> you know, you want some little Middle Eastern motherfucker like walking through like right next to your table with a phone with an Arabic conversation going on while you're doing that in a little intimate area? I don't fucking think so. But man, I, I was in there for a good 10 minutes and like, and the guy next to me saw me shooting that guy looks and the second time that he walked past me and then he walked into the dining room, the guy kind of looked at me going like, what the fuck is this guy doing? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm, I'm about to you know just pick him up and throw him in one of those ovens. In the fucking oven, you're going to go ahead first. I can tell you that. You know, <sighs> unbelievable. The shit you, you just see, as I, as I always do when I'm out and about. But I do got to say this one thing. Because when I, when I was at Jay's last night, right, the very first time, I said this last week, okay, the very first time when we were watching that game, right, and, and the Whopper commercial came on, like the Burger King commercial came on, I didn't even say anything. He's like, I hate this fucking commercial. I'm like, thank you very much. <laughs> and then, like, because he hasn't listened to last week's episode yet, so I'm like, here's basically what I said, and I was basically saying about how, like, you know, how do marketing people sign off on that and go, like, of all the shit that we came up with, that was the best thing, and of all the people that auditioned for this voiceover, we're going to go with that guy. And we had a conversation about it, but I just, I, I thought that was funny. But then a commercial came on, and I didn't even, like, bring it up. I just watched the commercial and kind of retained it in my own brain going, this is just absolutely fucking ridiculous, okay? And I, I've i done a bit on reality TV shows in you know on this show before. I think I went after like The Bachelorette when I was basically saying like, it gets down to the final three. And you know, she's fucking all three of them. You know, and it's all, it's all kind of scripted fucking bullshit that the American people go gaga over because they think it's actually really reality TV. And it's not. But how many more like avenues are we going to create where it's a guy or a girl and it's like 14 people trying to chase that person's love and they get eliminated on a daily basis just through a different vehicle? You know, you got The Bachelor, you got The Bachelorette, you got 90 Day Fiance, you got um, well, Joe Millionaire. It's, it's all a bunch of things where it's like one person is trying to, you know, wheedle down to 12 people to the person that they're going to marry well i just found one and I, I i just lost it i'm like people and people will watch this this is how dumb we are as a society <laughs> the title of the show is called farmer wants a wife 
To which I replied, like, farmers don't have wives? W- whatever happened to that? But then I thought about it. And I'm like, yeah, maybe they are. Maybe they're out there and they're all alone. I don't know. But they're going to bring in all these city girls to, like, you know, to, to try to date these fucking farmers. And it's like, so so wait a minute. So the farmer just up one day and said, like, you know, I'm getting tired of fucking these sheep every goddamn day. They're always fighting back. They're always talk. They, they don't they don't talk. I can't have a conversation. Sometimes I need to talk to somebody, too. I'm tired of fucking these sheep. I want me a wife. Fox, get on it. Get on it, Fox. Make a show so I can get me a nice city girl and I can stop fucking these goddamn sheep. <laughs> you know, when I I just saw the title and I thought about it, I'm like, what? So what are they gonna do? They're, are they gonna bring like city girls in to the farm and then all of a sudden these city girls are gonna start milking cows and shit? You know, and they're collecting eggs in the morning. You know, putting up a barn by before lunch. <laughs> yeah, like what? Are they, what? What are the activities, and where is it going to take place? Because if you're bringing in like city girls, like the, does the farmer got to come to the city, or does the city got to come to the farm? I don't fucking know. But I got what I do know is, I guess if they're not married, they're, well, if, even if they are married, they're they're out there fucking adults. Did you see that guy? There was like three of them, and I think, and forgive me if I'm wrong. But there was like guys who like there was this black jogger one time and he was like jogging this was like last year or two years ago and the guy's like just jogging along the road and he happened to pass a farm and these guys came out and fucking shot him now forgive me if i'm wrong i think these are the same guys they might be different though because it happened around the same time there was three guys that, that that lived on a farm that that basically you know ran a train on fucking horses every goddamn night <laughs> did you ever hear this shit <sighs> fucking people, man. You know, I'll fuck a sheep. I'll fuck a horse. Oh, now I want a wife. They put me on Fox. <sighs> I just don't get it. Fuck your wife and sheep and a whole lot more with Farmers Policy Perks. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> anyway, it's time for the Get Off My Lawn segment for the week. So here it is. What the hell is this? Get off my lawn. Man, I've really got the, a scratchy voice going on. <laughs> hey. Now, th- th- uh, this person I'm going to go after, I'm not even really going to go after him. I'm actually going to give him props, but I'm just really just blown away by the whole thing. And the reason why he'll qualify for a get off my lawn is because he's not quite my age and he's not, you know, a skippy, but he's, you know, he's a generation behind me. And it's Pete Davidson. <laughs> I don't even hate the guy. Like, he's not on my list. It's not anything like that, you know. I, I really, I could take him or leave him. I've I've watched a few of his stand-up specials, and he's pretty good. And, you know, King of Staten Island was a great movie, you know, where him and Bill Burr did great jobs acting. You know, I'm not going to hate, I'm gonna I'm not going to hate on the guy at all. I wouldn't say I'm a fan of him per se, but I don't hate him either. What is really blowing my mind is, I mean, let's be honest, okay, this guy looks, he's not quite a looker. (laughs) In fact, now this was either, uh, these couldn't be two further polar opposites, but it was either at a charity event for like cancer or whatever, or a roast. (laughs) <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell the difference but i remember peyton manning telling a story one time of when he met pete davidson it was either at a, it was either either at a roast or a cancer charity event and when he like he went up to go meet pete davidson and peyton manning's like well you know whatever disease you have i'm i, I feel that you can beat it you know so just hang in there and everything's good <laughs> he thought pete davidson was one of the fucking was one of the diseased people you know, I mean, dude, he just looks like a walking freaking basket of AIDS. I mean, let's let's not let's not you know pull any punches here. My thing is now, I, I you know I'm pretty in tune with the world. I know how things work, and and especially now, like you know, like I said, dating websites ruined everything. But like when you go on a dating website and you go look at women's profiles, nine out of ten of them, and in their requirements, it's for you to be funny. Like you better be funny, and you better make me laugh which I can completely understand. I mean, who wants to go with, like, Ben Stein? <laughs> you know, you're never going to get a fucking laugh. Bueller? 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 And I get that. And I get Pete Davidson's funny, all right? But, I mean, 
how is he getting now a lot of these you know these women that he dates i mean they're high profile people they're not people that i like per se i mean like kim kardashian like i'm good you know but a lot of people love her like he's ariana grand and now he's dating somebody now i don't even know i'm so behind in pop culture i have no idea but you know he's dating some other freaking you know high profile person if you look at his resume it's like he's been with everybody and it's like dude this guy looks like a a sick (laughs) q-tip i i I, you know laughs only goes so far is this guy talking something in his sock also because i also noticed that like most of these things don't last it's almost like every one of these women's like guilty pleasure it's like oh yeah i'll fuck around with pete davidson for six months and i'll throw him out in the garbage and he'll just laugh and smile (laughs) what the fuck does he care he knows another one's coming right down the pike you know, but God bless you, Pete Davidson, for just being a very unfortunate-looking person and having, you know, quite the sense of humor or, you know, being well-endowed. I'm not sure. Either way, just keep doing what you're doing there, kid. <laughs> you're doing pretty well with that shit. No, I forget who this one that I just read the article. Like, she just got, he just got out of a relationship with somebody, like, like two months ago, and they announced it like they're done. And it's always like a month later. It's like almost like these women are waiting in line. Okay, he's done with Kardashian. All right, Ariana Grande, you get in. Man, I wouldn't mind being Pete Dan. (laughs) Anyway, it's time for That's Fucked Up. On today's episode of How Fucked Up is Fucked Up, That's Fucked Up. Now, I saw it to my boy, Jesse the Body Ventura, former WWE wrestler back in the 70s and 80s, and then the former governor of Minnesota who went on to become a, you know, a conspiracy theorist and all of his shit that he said pretty much came true because conspiracy theories are spoiler alerts. I called every conspiracy theory, McMahon. Don't question me, gorilla. (laughs) Well, here's him talking to a doctor I, I think this was an episode because he did like two or three seasons of this show called conspiracy theory and he he would do like jfk and he would do you know like wall street like when they crashed in 08 like what really happened and big brother and all this shit and it's you know it's, it's all true today this is back in like the late 2000s i want to say somewhere around there but he really debunked a lot of shit it was cool and, and jesse jesse ventura is just a cool dude but I think this might have been on like a later season of the show. This was in, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna play the clip first, and then I'll tell you when it happened. Very short time, not today, not tomorrow, but very soon, we'll be facing compulsory vaccination under the mistaken term of voluntary vaccination. But the U.S. government has a trick up their sleeve, which is they will induce a pandemic you're going to get the flu everybody around us is going to get the flu if people start dying massively from these inoculations won't there be like a revolution a rebellion a rising up from the peasants anybody want to take a stab at when at when that doctor said that 2009 10 years before the pandemic and she didn't even say anything about vaccines she basically just said the government's going to induce a pandemic and oh isn't this just funny that that elon musk buys twitter and he's releasing all these twitter files like on on how big tech like censored shit and censored like you know like the anybody who wasn't agreeing with the left and the media and all that kind of stuff right and now and like each each like week he's coming out with different files and like everybody's waiting for the fauci files because we all know you know, this isn't this isn't like a you know. Uh, is, I wonder if this happened. No, it fucking happened. The, the shit was. It's a man-made virus. It came out of the fucking Wuhan lab, and it was by design. Okay, and and that's again. That's why I always say, like, if you want to follow what's going to happen next, just follow Bill Gates' purchases. Because shortly after that doctor said that in two thousand nine, I forget what year it was, but it was the early twenty tens, like twenty teens, where Bill Gates bought a patent on a coronavirus vaccine. Hmm. Isn't that funny? And now all of a sudden, people are starting to drop like flies who are vaccinated and boosted. They're all just starting to drop to the ground. And and people, the funny thing is, people aren't even questioning it. Like like young, healthy people are just dropping dead. Okay. Now the first time I think it became you know mainstream to people who don't pay attention to shit was when that Buffalo Bills guy, Demar Hamlin, collapsed on the fucking field. 
24 years old, and then they tried to fucking, they immediately came out and were like, this has nothing to do with a vaccine. He took a hit in a certain spot and he did all fucking that, right? And a week later, a high school basketball player dropped fucking dead of a heart issue on the basketball court. And it's like, okay, well, what happened there? He didn't get hit. What, what are you trying to say? How about over 150 European soccer players who, I, you know, you guys heard me talk about, you know, the World Cup the other week and how good these of shape these guys are in. A 22, 23, 24-year-old, all they do is run. Over 150 of them just drop dead of, of heart problems. Hmm. I mean, and, and they actually try. This is how dumb they think we are. They actually tried to label it. And, oh, it's a new disease called sudden adult death syndrome where you just drop dead for no reason I, <laughs> i'll tell you man i'll tell you man i just wish that we weren't as dumb as a society and actually just like you turn on the tv i must be true you know i know i say this a lot but what i'm trying to say is you know in 2009 everything that woman said they're, they're going to induce a pandemic everybody's going to get the flu and a lot of people are going to die and of course jesse's you know well, when are the peasants going to come up and take a stand, McMahon? <laughs> you know, you know. But really, like, when when is it going to happen? Because it's like you know. I, and listen, man, I could do a whole separate podcast on corruption, and I can do a whole separate podcast on like how the American people are bamboozled on on a daily basis, and we actually just like we've gotten to the point where like we look to be bamboozled because we're scared to death to find out what the actual truth is. It's fucking crazy, but you know the fact that like you know. Basically, the media and the government, along with the elite globals, can do whatever the fuck they want. Whenever the fuck I please. Right? And there's no repercussions on it, and it only harms the American people because you're going to get COVID, you're going to get a vaccine, and you can quite possibly drop dead if you keep on getting boosted. And there's no accountability for nothing. And along with all this Biden shit that's coming out with these documents and, and and how he's selling secrets of the United States to Ukraine and China, nothing's happening. No accountability for nothing. That's fucked up. All right, now I got to tell you about this guy that, that I work with that I fucking... Oh, God, this is a guy that nobody, nobody can, likes being around. He's just a, an overall annoying, salesy fucking... First of all, let me just give you, I'll paint you a picture about this fucking guy, okay? He dresses like a Bible salesman, first of all. Like, that that was the first thing I noticed when I met the guy over five years ago, because we were on the same floor. We Like, I started at my company in sales, and then, you know, as you guys know, I kind of jumped around a little bit, right? Well, he just got into, like, my old role as, like, an account manager slash, like, upsell person, right? And, like, each department has their own dedicated office day. Like, we have ours, you know, we have ours on... Wednesday, and then, like, I think they have theirs on Thursday, and so on and so forth, as far as you go throughout the departments of the company, right? But this, he's one of those guys, he's like, Oh, I like to feel like I'm being productive, so I come into the office every day. He's, he's the dude talks so fucking weird. This is why I wanted to bring this fucking asshole up. Because you guys know how I feel, okay? You guys know how I feel. I've done plenty of things on how people fuck up speech and fuck up words and fuck up everything as far as communication is concerned, to which I say, again, if you are a grown person and you work in a professional environment and you still have a fucking speech impediment or a lisp or something like that, fix it. You sound like a fucking clown. And this guy has like the worst. He has, he's got the worst package of them all. This guy. All right. Now, I don't know if he's from this country. I don't know. It, it, he could be from, you know, Bryn Mawr. I, I have no idea. He could be from Bryn Mawr or he can be from Turkey. I have no idea because he's a weird looking dude. He's a weird dude in general. The way he communicates with people, I'll get into that in a second. But like the other thing that he does that I can't stand is he's a loud talker. Now I'm pretty sure that was like that that had to have been a Seinfeld episode at some point or another. I know they had close talkers, but they got to have loud talkers too at some point in the over 100 episodes that they did. But this guy takes it to he man, he takes it to a whole new level and he'll be like two sections over. So that means he's like 12 rows over from where we are and you can hear him. And he's one of those guys that says um like long drawn out ums in front of every word. Yes, so we um we went here and um I can rip your Adam's apple out for you. 
if you'd like, we can do that. But here's the kicker, okay? Now, I've only, only in my life have I ever heard this <clears throat> come from like ghetto sections of the UK. Like people in the ghettos of the UK speak like this and they don't anywhere else on the planet, okay? This guy, okay, everything that like starts or ends with like TH, anything that sounds like, you know, he does like an F. So he doesn't say thank you. He says thank you. He doesn't say think. He says think. Right? And then like if it's on the end of the word, like month, he says month. And it's it's profound in the way that he speaks. Like when you're looking at him and you're like, dude, do you really... Like if I listen, if I if I'm a guy, all right, and I'm looking for advertising, and I got five grand a month to spend, he's the last fucking guy. I'm like, you can't even fucking talk. What, what, what do you know about marketing? Instead of saying like together or each other, he says together or each other. Like it's it's just so weird. But here's the thing: like he walks around like people actually like him. Meaning that like if you're in the kitchen like making a cup of coffee, and he walks in, he just acts like everybody's waiting to talk to him. You know, I'll give you a perfect example of like work. Okay. Now this could be maybe if you're closer to somebody, okay, maybe you elaborate a little bit, but I mean, like if you're just having small talk conversation while you're like at the water cooler or making coffee or something like that, and you're kind of just like an acquaintance or somebody you don't know at all. Cause this guy will go up and just talk to, he'll talk to the microwave. Like that's, that's how he is. And like someone's in the kitchen and they're like, Oh, Hey, how you doing? Oh, good. How was your weekend? Good. How was yours? Good. Nobody really cares how the weekend went. You're just basically exchanging pleasantries as you normally would in an office setting in 2023. Now, this guy actually takes it like it's going to be a Dr. Phil session. <clears throat> and the way that he talks, like he even has regular conversations with people like in sales mode. It's it's so fucking weird and you can hear it from anywhere. Like I'll be at my desk and he's in the coffee, you know, he's in the office. The lady's making coffee, minding her own business. Oh, hey, how you doing? Like, I'm good. How are you? You know, like, how was your weekend? Oh, interesting. Thank you for asking. Very interesting weekend. We went to, we went to Pizzeria Uno, and it was really good. And we went to, we said, let's go get ice cream, too. I think I want some I And, like, what the fuck? Like, ah, oh, dude, that's just some people who are, like, he's not socially awkward. He's just socially fucking wrong <laughs> is what he is. You know what I'm saying? But man, dude, like I said, if you got if you're grown and you work around people, okay, speech impediments aren't. Now, listen, if you've had a stroke, <laughs> okay, if you've had Bell's palsy or something like that, of course I'm not talking about you. I'm pe- I'm talking about people who are too fucking lazy to, to just download a YouTube video and fix your and fix your shit in in two weeks or maybe even minutes. You don't even take that time. You rather say think and thank and fucking each other. Oh man. And again, you know, you know me and punchable faces. The guy's got the most punchable face, probably this side of the Mason Dixon line. It, it's got to be, you know. But you guys know me; I hate people. But speaking of which, I, you know, as you guys know, I, I, I've been going outside of my comfort zone as far as like you know things that I will watch. Like, you know, I remember I was talking to my stylist, and, and she's like one of those people. Like she's got tattoos, that face tattoos, the whole nine, and and she's you know she's got a good little you know motif going. Like she she wears it well, but mainly when I go in there, we just talk about like shows and movies and shit and comedians and shit like that, right? And I, you know she was telling me one time months ago that she watched Stranger Things like three times, and it's like her you know it's her jam and she loves it and all that shit, you know. And then, and then when I finally just started to you know decide to start watching it, which is totally sci-fi is not my thing, I told her I started watching it. We started talking about it, blah blah blah, right? So finally, I finish the show and I get in for my next haircut, and I'm like, I finished Stranger Things. She's like, Oh, really? She's like, All right, so what, you know, what's up with it? You know, like, and we're sitting there talking. I'm like, All right, well, I know they got one more season left that they got to make, okay? But I'm just gonna sit here and make a bold prediction right now. All right, I'm like, when? All right, now, if anybody who watches that show, you know the very first episode, Will Byers gets you know abducted by the Upside Down, right? He disappears the first episode, right? And then when he comes back, he's acting all weird. And then as the time goes on, he just acts more and more and more and more weird. And then by the time you get to like season four, I'm like, this fucking kid's gay. <laughs> you know, he's gay, he's gay, he's gay, he's gay. <laughs> like he really was. Like he had like the whole 
he had like the whole gay haircut, like the gay eighties, like bowl haircut. And like, it got to a point where like the guys that he was hanging out with when they were kids, they would do gay little things. And like, when they started getting girls and shit like that, like he got all mad at them. He's like, we're not spending any time together. <laughs> right. And then, and then like, as you got like midway through season four, I'm saying to myself, I'm like, this dude is way too comfortable playing a gay guy and he's not even his character's not even gay you just guessed that the character's gay i'm like there's no way this guy's not fucking well <laughs> right i mean the dude like some people you just you know you know you look at him and you're like you're gay right now the reason why i paused before i said something else is because there was a certain name that i used to call him back in the day that i guess i'd get canceled for today so i didn't say it. now I'm scrolling down my Facebook page the other day, right? And, and it was just like a sponsored ad, which I don't know why you would advertise or spend money to advertise this, but it said, you know, so-and-so from Stranger Things finally comes out of the closet after 18 years and says he's gay. I'm like, uh, what gave it away? <laughs> like this fucking kid, you know what I'm saying? So I, I said to her when I went in, I'm like, all right, they got another season to do. I'm like, when is Will going to come out at, at, of the closet in the show and pro progress or progress, profess his love for Mike? Because it's, it's it's completely there. One time they were sitting, they were riding in a car and he started crying about like they like, it was just weird. But man, you know, like some guys, it's like you don't, you didn't really have to come out of the closet there, gay. I already fucking knew what time it was with you. <laughs> so, you know, don't worry about anything. But that is all I got for you guys this week. And I'll tell you, next week is going to be a little bit of a challenge. because, And, and I promise you I will get you an episode, but I just got to figure out how I'm going to do it on my end because, unfortunately, the Eagles have drawn the 3 o'clock slot next week for the championship game, which means I can probably get a segment done Saturday like I normally do and just start a little bit earlier and be done by game time. But, you know, we'll have to see either way. You know, but if you need to get a hold of me, Christian at the crodpodcast.net, you can get me on Facebook Messenger or you can text or call me if you have my number. And as always, the C Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. And another fun week. And listen, for the last 40 minutes or so here, I apologize. I've had a really, you know, really scratchy voice and I'm like kind of hurting to get it out and kind of push things out. But, you know, hopefully by next week I'll return to my normal Johnny Fever voice from WKRP in Cincinnati <laughs> how many of you actually know about that fucking gem what a show that was man that was, that was a fucking great show you know and also I didn't get you usually I've been, like lately it's been an hour 10 hour 15 I think we're a little bit shorter this week I think we're in like the I don't know we're probably with the commercials are probably about hour 5 hour and 6 minutes so I tried to pump it out as quickly as I could because, like I said, you know, I, I go over there, I get all shitty, and then I drive home. It's like I'm all discombobulated, even though I did a segment already. But you know how it is, man. You know, it's tough out here in these streets. Anyway, until next week, this is Christian Rodriguez saying, be awake, not woke. Beat your fucking kids. Take care. Ah, the man. Ah, hey.